0: Three. Monday, October fourth, 4 p.m. Reuters head shot up from his laptop and he yelled at the top of his lungs, "Get over here! He's back online." Max, Jesse, Bob, and Captain Perry rushed over to his desk to see. On the screen was a picture of an empty room, the same room that D. Rice had been murdered in earlier in the day. The chair she was tied to sat in the room, empty and clean. The killer must have cleaned up from his earlier escapade. The room went dark for a few seconds before a spotlight behind the chair came on. A man came in wearing a black hoodie. He bowed his head so nobody could see his face. With the light behind him, all anyone saw was his shadowy silhouette. He sat down casually in the chair and reached into his pocket to pull out his voice-altering device. He put it to his neck. Today was the first day of the rest of Max Larkin's life. He lost his first love. Tomorrow, someone else he knows will die. Who will it be? You'll have to tune in tomorrow to find out. (sighs) This will be my last free transmission. If you want to see tomorrow and any future shows, you'll have to pay through the link in the lower part of your screen. After that statement, a pay-per-view button appeared in the lower right of the screen. The robotic voice continued, See you all tomorrow. The screen went black, except for the blinking red button. Reuter looked up at everyone and shrugged his shoulders. Captain Perry put his hand on the mouse pad and moved it to the button. He clicked it. The offer popped up explaining it was $5 for one day, $10 for two days, and $15 for three days, and a week-long special seven-day viewing for $20. All Max could think was that he hoped it didn't take him that long to put this sick bastard away. Perry took in a deep breath. "'Somebody better get on this goddamn site and find out where this money's going to. "'We fed into this sick fuck's plan by putting you on TV this morning, "'and now people are going to be all over this. "'He's going to get rich and kill people at the same time. "'We better get this prick before one week, or we'll all be looking for jobs.' "'Perry looked at Larkin with genuine fear in his eyes. Get a hold of every friend, relative, and acquaintance of yours and put them on alert. We can't have them leave town, or he could blow one of those bombs. We don't have enough manpower to protect them all, so they better be on the lookout for anything and everything. I have no idea who this guy is, but he has a major heart on for you, and he's going to do whatever it takes to get to you. My bet is that the last person he kills is you. Everyone saw the lump develop in Max's throat as he pulled out his cell phone and began calling everyone he had listed on it. He paced back and forth with every call made. He assured them that it would be all right, but that they needed to be vigilant in locking their doors and windows and keeping an eye on their surroundings even when in public. Jesse called Tim to see if the FBI could trace the link for the money. After a few minutes, he put his phone down. This is all done through the dark net. Unfortunately, there's no way to trace it. It's like a porn site from Budapest. The money goes through so many different processors that by the time we catch up to it, this guy will be long gone. I'm sorry, everyone. There's nothing more we can do with the Internet. Perry had gone into his office and suddenly came back out. Larkin, There's a package here for you at the front desk. A man just walked in with it. He said he had instructions to deliver it to Max Larkin and nobody else. Everyone in the room turned to Max with fear in their eyes. He glanced back at everyone in disbelief. His mind was still reeling from the day's events, and he was struggling to focus on the case when those he cared about were threatened.